schedule for our Soybean Aphid podcast. But uh, from here on out, now that the beans are senescing and soybean aphids are moving from soybeans back to their overwintering host in buckthorn, we're going to start doing something a little bit different. I'm going to be featuring some of the seminar speakers that come into Iowa State to give talks about different aspects of their research as it relates to soybean aphid management, IPM, and just sort of general entomology. Uh, this week, we had Mary Gardner, who's a assistant professor at Ohio State University. Mary uh, did a couple of great projects while she was a Ph.D. student at Michigan State, collaborating with several of us, my lab included, uh, where she revealed how landscape around soybean fields affects how the beneficial insects, especially lady beetles, feed on aphids inside those soybean fields. So Mary came to give a seminar about some of the research he's doing uh, at Ohio State, and I'm gonna f- I'm gonna feature her here in the little talk we had um, while she was on campus, and then in the notes to the this podcast, there's a link to her website where she's been uh, running what's called the Buckeye Lady Bird Beetle Blitz, and uh, you can visit there to learn more about how exotic lady beetles like Harmonia exoritis. Uh, are influencing the native community of lady beetles throughout the Midwest. Okay, so with that, we're going to turn over to our interview with Mary Gardner. Thanks. Oh, one last thing. I want to apologize uh, for the sound quality of this uh, next uh, interview. We had some trouble with the fan running in the background. There's um, a low-level hum. That's us, not you. Uh, We'll be back to our regular... fairly decent quality recordings next week when I interview Peter Ellsworth from uh, Arizona State University, who's uh, done research on pest management with regarding um, uh, whiteflies, which are another piercing-sucking, sap-feeding insect-like aphids, and some of the challenges they've had managing that pest in Arizona. So with that, turn this over to uh, my discussion with Mary Gardner. Thanks a lot. See you next week. Bye. You're Mary Gardner. Mary Gardner is a assistant professor at Ohio State University, and she's here to give a seminar. Tell us about the seminar and how this relates to soybean aphids, soybean aphid management. Well, my seminar is uh, titled The Influence of Landscape Structure on um, Generalist Predators and Biological Control Services in Soybean Fields. And so um, starting in 2000. I believe, um, we started a regional project uh, in cooperation with Michigan State, University of Wisconsin, University of Minnesota, and Iowa State University to look at how landscape structures surrounding soybean fields influence the amount of predators that we would find in the fields and the amount of pest control they would provide to control soybean aphid populations. And so today I'll be discussing the types of landscape features that um, increase predator populations and pri- provide greater pre- uh, pest control in soybean fields. So when you talk about lady beetles, you're talking about primarily um, what? Well, lady beetles are an important group of predators of soybean aphid. Um, we find that the presence of lady beetles is really what's um, having the greatest influence on the control of so- the soybean aphid in soybean fields. There are a number of different lady beetle species found in soybean. The most numerous of them is the multicolored Asian lady beetle, which is an introduced lady beetle species. Um, It's also the species that comes inside people's homes in winter. So that's the species that um, is really abundant and seems to have a significant impact on soybean aphids. And that's the one that most, I 
think non-entomologists identify when they say, when you say lady beetle, they think of this little guy that uh, is somewhat of a nuisance in that it's uh, a critter that gets into the homes, it's uh, kind of an urban pest, um, we don't really like to see large numbers of it in the house, it bites sometimes, it nibbles on us. Yes, and some people are also allergic to it. Oh yeah. So yeah. it can have a number of negative impacts and since the introduction of the soybean aphid is really when we've started to see large numbers of these in certain years because as the aphid population builds, um, the lady beetles will come in and begin to develop large populations in response to the aphid and then in winters or in falls when we've had a large aphid population, you'll have a lot of Asian lady beetles moving into homes in the fall to overwinter. So even though it's a bit of an urban pest and a nuisance in our homes, um, in soybean fields and crop fields, it's a beneficial insect. Yeah, it definitely plays a dual role there where it has some very positive effects in controlling aphids, but it has some negative effects in being a home pest. It also is a contaminant in wine grapes, and they treat for it in some vineyards when it becomes a pest late in the season. Yeah, it's, it may be hard for you coming out of Ohio to appreciate this, but uh, the wine industry in Iowa is growing dramatically. I think the numbers are something like 300% in the wow. last uh, 5 to 10 years. And Iowa before, uh, I think I want to say before like the 50s, uh, was the 10th leading state in the union for production of grapes. Um, oh, that's great. I, but it, it went through the floor in terms of production, probably due to some very uh, cold winters and then issues with uh, herbicide drift. So we lost a lot of our grapes, but now they're starting to come back. And um, the research that I've done here, um, I've had some, um, you know, and I'm the soybean entomologist, but I get grape growers and uh, homeowners asking about the lady beetle, and this contamination issue is one that uh, has caught people's attention. So I, I imagine that's probably something that you get questions about in Ohio. You probably have a little bit larger grape production system out there. We do get a lot of questions about Harmonia for sure from grape growers and from homeowners and gardeners. Um, really a lot of people think it's only a pest mm. and it's really only soybean producers I think that are um, maybe benefiting from it in a certain sense and, then, and, and understanding some of its positive effects. So we try to to get people to consider both the positive along with the negative when it comes to the multicolored Asian lady So what um from your research looking at how the landscape affects the ability of the lady beetle to regulate aphids, what are some take-home messages that uh, soybean growers um, or even a homeowner may want to be aware of? That's a good question. So the, the overall um, outcome of our study was that we found that um, landscape diversity was important in maintaining successful suppression of uh, this aphid pest. And so landscapes that maintained natural habitats such as woodlots and grasslands and pasture lands, uh, semi-natural habitats, um, in addition to annual cropland, supply greater uh, pest suppression of the soybean aphid than landscapes that were dominated by uh, low diversity agricultural production. Okay, so for those of us who um, can't really affect how the land is used, this is information that's very useful because it gives us some idea of what fields may be most at risk for an outbreak of soybean aphids, right? Those would be landscapes 
um, based on your research that are found mostly in landscapes that are dominated by <coughs> corn production, right? Yes, we found that um, corn production had a negative impact on soybean aphid biological control. Um, and that's probably due to corn not supporting large numbers of natural enemies, such as the multicolored Asian lady beetle. Okay. And so when you have landscapes dominated by corn production, um, those landscapes provide very little in terms of, of beneficial insects into soybean fields. And so um, thinking about uh, those who may have some influence as to how you might manage land use, what would be some components that would be good to have in uh, a landscape to improve the habitat for beneficial insects like lady beetles and the ecosystem services they provide, like biological control? Well, all insects, um, beneficial insects, need food and shelter. And so providing them with places to find alternative prey when soybean aphid is not available is really important. Um, also, uh, providing shelter and overwintering habitat is very important. And so land uses that are not tilled, that provide shelter through the season, and areas that provide early season um, shelter and prey uh, are going to provide beneficial insects. So things like leaving um, forest patches on your farm intact and um, leaving small grassland areas intact and also encouraging people to plant um, forage or uh, grass areas on their farm. Some of the CRP programs and other programs where you can incorporate um, untilled perennial grasslands even in small patches, can really make a lot of habitat available for beneficial insects. Okay, great. Uh, anything uh, else? I mean, I appreciate you coming to uh, Iowa State all the way from Ohio to uh, share this with us. Got a little bit of time. Anything you'd like to plug from your program? That, um, sure. Well, we, um, we are very interested in lady beetle conservation in my program, and if anybody's interested in identifying all of the different lady beetles that are found, uh, in your own backyard. We have a website. It's ladybeetles.osu.edu, and there you'll find a lot of information about lady beetles and, and their benefits in the environment. Okay, I'm going to put that uh, in our um, website. I'll put the, Great. the web, uh, web address there so people can look up more about what you're doing. Thank you very much, Mary Gardner, for taking time out to talk with us today. And uh, appreciate Thank you. It. Thank you.